In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Ever felt like doing something or making a move and it seems difficult? You're always pushed down? Something like jumping into water from heights. The reason I brought that as an example is I recall my Sydney brothers and sisters, Kenley Val public swimming pools. Who used to go to those? Not Fairfield, Kenley Val public swimming pools. It had diving... Um, platforms. The first was a springboard. The second was a platform. There was a third one and there was a fourth platform. I'm not sure of the height. Now, I remember I used to attend that pool and I recall one day my father attended the same pool and he said to me, you've been coming so long to these pools. Like, what do you do? Do you just waste your time? Um, do you do laps? Have you jumped off these um, platforms? I said, yeah, and, and rightly so. He said, have you been on the top one? I said, no. He said, well, go up. Go up and jump from the fourth platform. And this is the first time. Well, I got up. It was scary. And that platform was closed because apparently a young boy had jumped off the platform on a windy day and the wind had took him to the side and he landed on the, on the path or on the concrete. In any case, I did it. It took motivation, it took courage, and most importantly, fear. And you know fear of what of whom, right? Yeah, my dad. If I had come down from the platform using the stairs and not the dive... Well, let's just leave it at that. Now, I recall what made me go through it to get the load of my dad's pressure of my back because I wouldn't have heard the end of it. So it's the same with when we are lacking in our relationship with God. We are lacking in our faith, our love, our obedience at times be it scripture reading, prayers, fasting, church attendance, or even returning to God or repenting. One great example in the Holy Scriptures is the prodigal son. And this is what our motivation should be like. This is what we need to do when we need to take the, a dive or we need to do something that is so crucial, so important. Now I'm talking about our relationship with God. What is lacking? 
What is lacking with your relationship? You know, and God knows, okay? So, and I'm sure that the spirit that is within Christian brothers and sisters who have been put to death with Christ in baptism have been brought to life and have received the Holy Spirit. The conviction is the spirit, and I'm sure there is always conviction. There must be conviction. Otherwise, the spirit is not just flickering. It's not just dimmed. The spirit may be completely, um, you know, let, let me, let me, lack of a better term, switched off. The spirit is still there, but we're not attentive to the spirit. So this is a great motivation, what the prodigal son did. Remember, he took everything and went and spoiled it. Okay. Luke 15, 18 is what he says. I shall arise and go to my father. Nothing about um, if I go and I don't know and before it was like this. No, no, no. When it came to his senses, this is what he said. I shall arise and go to my father. He just did it. Yes, after realizing his grievous and difficult situation and circumstances he had willfully gotten himself into, but he got up and started his walk to the Father. Now, Jesus taught this parable, and it sure sounds like to me that he's saying or giving us the message, the courage to just do it. I had a brother who would say, when you don't feel like praying, just pray. That's all you need. You know, when you keep putting off the days that you're going to start walking and, you know, uh, 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 you know, try to get healthy and lose weight. Oh, you know, mine always start on a Monday. So if a Monday is gone, that's it. All right, I'll start next Monday. Just do it. When you do it, you feel good. And then you do it the next day and then you do it. It just becomes a an amazing Again, let's call it routine or a habit, but it's a fruitful one because you start seeing the results. And this is what Jesus is saying. Just do it. Are you struggling with a certain weakness? Are you struggling with a certain habit, addiction, desire, sin, abomination? Well, do what I did. And these are all burdens, by the way. These are the burdens that Jesus is talking about. They weigh us down. Talk to any drug addict and ask that person to really search the heart and speak from the bottom of his or her heart. They will confess that I don't like this lifestyle. Talk to an alcoholic addiction uh, addict, alcohol addict, a gambler. Talk to any person that has an addiction that is truly messing up the life. We're talking in the world. That person will say, I want to get rid of it. I just can't. Well, the scriptures are telling us through prodigal sight, just do it. Get up at least. Start making a move. Again, are you struggling with a certain weakness, habit, addiction, desire, sin, abomination? Well, do what I did to get the heavy laden off and find the peace and comfort and courage and, you know, um, uh, what encouragement and self-satisfaction. Just do it. Because when you do, this is the result. Just take that dive. 
Do what the prodigal son did. Just get up, make a move, come to the Lord. The invitation is there in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come on to me, Jesus says, all of you who are labor, who labor and are forced to bear burdens. What a beautiful tra- uh, translation this is. This is from the Peshutta. Who are forced to bear burdens. Those who are the children of light, the conviction eats them. They don't want to do what they're doing, which is contrary to the, to the commandments and the desire of God and the appeasing of God. They are forced by the enemy. Be pressure and the world. Jesus says, come to me, you who are forced to bear burdens, your sins, that have caused you to distance yourself. I'm there. The father stood. The father was at home. The son distant. I shall give you rest. Stop making these silly baseless excuses and tell me that it is easier said than done, Rabbi, when speaking about coming to God and repenting. Well, it may be true, yes, easier spoken than done, but I will say it is absolutely crucial to do it rather than merely just saying it. It is crucial. Now, what gave the son the courage? What gave the son the assurance, the hope to get up and go is revealed in the verses prior to his decision. Let's read it. Verse 17, Luke 15. And when he came to himself, realizing, admitting, not in denial, admission, realizing, being real, being realistic, he came to himself and he said, now how many hired servants are in my father's house who have plenteous, abundant bread for themselves and here I am dying with hunger. What is this bread? What can we liken this bread to, beloved? That bread is the plentiful of God's grace, mercies and compassion. Say to yourself, How wealthy and how rich is my heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, in grace, mercies, and compassion. Over and above and beyond my burdens. And that should drive you, that should give you some courage to just get up and to go to your Father. When He came to Himself, this prodigal son, And I pray that you are now starting to come to yourself. I pray that this message is not just uh, a number in the episode lists. I pray that you sharing these episodes, and God bless you, thank you, and we, we, you know, this is a way that you are also spreading the word. You know, in our frailty, our humility, in my unworthiness, I am not worthy, in my most foolishness i dare to preach these words and to speak these words and thank you for sharing them but it's got to be beyond that beloved and i pray that these messages can help you to come to realization all of us to come to a realization examine ourselves and see where we are with god
So when the prodigal son come, came to himself, the one thing that we see he did was he broke his pride, his haughtiness. He developed his circumstance, developed a broken heart, a contrite spirit, a humble spirit. And that is all he could offer his father. He didn't say, I'm going to work tirelessly and regain some of my father's wealth regardless of what it takes. No, no, no. He came to the father with what he had, which was nothing, filth. That's all he had. But he had that amazing gift, that pearl that appeases God, the contrite, humble spirit, broken heart. He didn't have money, as I said. He didn't have faith. He didn't have strength. He didn't even have dignity. He was at the lowest. Yet the father accepted him with open arms. So if you're going to sit now here and you're going to tell me, but is God going to? Yes, yes, God will receive you. Wake up and understand and accept it and believe that the Lord will receive you regardless of who you are, what you are, where you are, what mess you have gotten yourself into because that's why Jesus gave us the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. The father accepted him with open arms. He preceded him in their encounter. St. James writes, draw near to God and God will draw near to you. And I've always said this and I have to give this um, disclaimer. I will dare to change the word of the scriptures, but only for God to be glorified and for us to receive that encouragement and assurance. Draw near to God and God will run out to you as the father did. This is what gave the son the courage, the assurance, the hope. And we should take courage of what the father, that is God, did when he saw his son return. This is waiting for us, beloved. This encounter, this embrace, this acceptance and reception is awaiting every person that is living on this earth, be it a Christian or a non-Christian. When a non-faithful friend comes to God, God opens his arms for them, yet he directs them to his son. When those who have already been directed to the son and received all the gifts from the son of the Holy Spirit, yet they go away and misuse them, one more time God is still waiting with open arms. The father saw him, the scripture writes, and he was moved with compassion. Chnana, chnana, compassion for him. And he ran and fell on his neck and he kissed him. Now, let me read to you the commentaries of Mari Shudad of Merv. Look at what he writes. You know, I've been reading this verse, kissed him. I'm thinking, yeah, kissing him on his forehead, um, maybe on his cheeks. But look at what the father's write. Now he kisses even those polluted lips of his. See, when we come to take the Holy Eucharist, beloved, 
It's as, as though Jesus is, we receive a kiss on the mouth to cleanse us, beginning with our mouth. Now he writes, he kisses even those polluted lips of his with which he had scoffed at sonship. Not loathing the swinish odour, the stench, the the chimka, the filth, filthy odour that was pouring out from him. He didn't. It did this. Did not deter the father, nor the dryness of his body. He was on a farm. He was with pigs. He was eating pig poo. He was eating pig parts. You can you could imagine, just imagine, and I hope you're not eating, and if you are, great. <laughs> the breath, his bad breath, his hair, all um, you know, dried up because he was in the farm. He was he was he was living in the in the pig pan. Is that what it's called? Pig pan, Stephen? Yeah, I think pig pan. Pan, yeah. See, the father did not loathe the swinish order, nor the dryness of his body, which was hardened and petrified in coldness and heat. And then he goes on to say, Marishu that, oh, the depth of mercy and the abyss of the love of the father towards us sinners. This is the God we have, beloved. This is the Jesus Christ we have. Why do we deprive ourselves from coming to this Christ? The you know, regardless again, don't ever say to yourself, because this is Satan. Who me? Yes, you. So just tell yourself now, I will get up and go. Go to the Father, go to his house. Where is his house? That is the church where you'll be graced with a new garment. Again, Marie that comments on this with a new garment which is perfect clemency, mercy, and forgiveness. And the renewed or the renewal of the garment of adoption you received in holy baptism. When we are baptized, we are adopted. And when we, when we come back and repent, we, that garment of, of grace and mercy and forgiveness and adoption of sonship is renewed one more time. That that we received in holy baptism, which bestowed and confirmed our spiritual sonship. In the church, you will be given the ring that is the restoration of authority and the heirship of all gifts. We are heirs of all the gifts of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ, St. Paul writes. The shoes that is the grace of the Spirit and the promptitude, the briskness. The drive, the desire that hastens us to the cultivation, the development of holiness and the evangelical work, all by just getting up and saying, here I am, I am not worthy, Lord, I am a dreadful stench, but I am coming to you. No sacrifice needed, but a contrite spirit as opposed to a haughty one. A broken heart and a broken spirit. Why does God desire and is appeased with a contrite that is a remorseful, a repentant, a humble, a conceited spirit as opposed to a 
haughty one, a prideful one. It's because a contrite spirit submits completely to the perfect will, the abundant grace, mercies, and compassion of God. But the haughty, the proud spirit leans on its own understanding and knowledge and even ignorance. This is the sacrifice that is recommended in the Holy Scriptures, beloved, amongst many other sacrifices. This is the sacrifice of the sacrifices, which we read in Psalm chapter 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a humble spirit, a contrite spirit, a conceited spirit, one that is totally in reliance to the grace and mercy and compassion of God. That broken heart. And the scripture goes on to say that God does not reject a broken heart. Get up. Get up and go to your Father. Praise and glory be to his holy name, now and at all times and forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double-edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.